1: Right at home.
2: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
1: I think you're a good comedian. I think your lectures are boring. Let me ask you. Let yeah. me ask you a question on the news. Now this right. is theater. I mean, it's it's it obvious. No, no. it H- How old are you? Thirty-five. And you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do.
0: I do. <laughs> so, I do. so this. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be.
3: There you, you go, be dear. White. Thank you. Have a good have. day.
4: You want to be white so bad. I do commend Lintani for her courage. And I think that um, the way that our new president is handling things is a very good way, and we would not have gone to this if it were still the last president.
1: Really? That's uh, hard to believe, because the last president was saying, I want every kid back in school.
5: Ooh, go get him, (laughs) Kilmeade. Don't take no guff from no 12-year-old. Brian Kilmeade, letting a kid have it, not taking it today on Fox News. Uh, They had a panel of 12 year olds a really a fluff <laughs> segment about um about getting back to school and uh the kid went off course and killed me set him straight he was not going to mm-hmm. uh to let this kid to let this kid run away with a talking point not on his watch
6: i agree i agree with how Kilmeade. close
5: are you to getting back in the room what do you miss most about not being in school
6: um i miss most obviously
4: seeing my friends and all the after-school activities that i've done and i think that we're very, very close getting back to school, and I think that um, the way that our new president right. is handling things is a very good way, and we would not have gone to this if it were still the last president.
5: Really? That's uh, hard to believe because the last president was saying, I want every kid back in school. Uh, so, uh, Lily, for you? Yeah, I mean, oh, really? Really, kid? How about you never see your friends again? How about that? <laughs> it's Kilmeade uh, pushes the kid around. Come on, Alice, have some humanity, you know? It's a fluff segment. You have some know-nothing kid on there. He's
6: inserting politics into the question, into the answer to the question. I mean, it's just supposed, like you said, it's supposed to be a fluff segment about going back to school, and he's using it as an opportunity to bash Trump.
5: But that's fine, Alice. This isn't Mm. Jim Carville doing that. This is some 12-year-old. This kid is, doesn't know anything. He's an idiot kid. He doesn't know anything. He's a kid. You're
6: supposed to just, just let that slide? What, what, he, let well, that I guarantee slide. if he
5: said, that, well, I'm putting in warp speed is why we got here. Kill me would have no problem with that, but Kill me t- treats a kid like he's Well, a, that's
6: because that's true.
5: He's a p- political opponent. Well, that's fine. I mean, people have seen here themselves, you abuse our own children. They will not be <laughs> surprised at all that you are a big fan of this. I uh, don't mind This it. is not the first it. time. Well, good. He then you'll like mean. this, Alice. Then you'll like this, Alice. This is Kill me a couple of years ago. When they've got a little like three-year-old who throws baskets, this wunderkind, to kid, mm-hmm. was making basketball throws, and Kilmeade was getting the balls... Not and, at a real
6: and, basketball basket, just not, a short little one. Right. So <laughs> Kilmeade gets...
5: Kilmeade's there to help out, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Passes the ball to the kid very firmly uh, at his head.
1: Superstar! You can't teach that! Actually, his dad,
5: Joe, did. <laughs> what could come out hey, of Hey, You're a machine!
1: Now. You're a machine!
5: How do you stop this? Oh, I'm sorry. That's we- the ball caroms off the kid's head. It's killed me. It uh, passes it. Uh, with a quite a velocity. Oh, Sorry, right. oh my God. Yep. <laughs> see that? That's Jordan rules right there. That's what oh, happened. He's gonna face that when I he comes I don't believe it. Now the kid has burst into tears, and they've got to go to break so they can get some uh, emergency rhinoplasty done. I don't believe it.
2: All right. We'll
5: be right back. And Alice, we'll see smiling, it and laughing, hearing. It. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. The wailing of the kid, and Alice Shattuck, Watch this; is just enjoys every second of it. You're a sick bastard, Alice. I gotta say.
6: But I don't mind if kids are gonna go on Fox News. They better be and- prepared to bleed. <laughs> If you're gonna go on the news and you're gonna knock Trump, then be prepared for somebody to get some pushback on your comments. I don't care if you're yeah. 12 years old or 100 years old. You know you what? Maybe a,
5: maybe a bowling ball mm-hmm. to the head. Whatever it takes, <laughs> shut you up, kid. Come on to my set and try to get baskets in front of me, or say, or, or opine on an opinion show. How dare you, kid? Well, that is uh, Alice, the cruel oh, Alice how Shattuck. how cute!
6: The kids all love Joe Biden. Adorable, says Tom Shattuck. Does your eight-year-old woke? Do you have any fun stories about their, their cute political opinions about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? My
5: child literally was shaking when RBG died. Mm-hmm. Ginsburg died. Yes. Yeah. And you know, maybe one of the reasons he was shaking is that you were making celebratory mimosas at eight in the morning. Uh, so thrilled that the uh, old coot had uh, shed her mortar coil. <laughs> that is coiled. not true. That is what you said. As a matter of fact,
6: that happened. my reaction to finding out Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away is live on our show. You can go back yeah. and find it from no. September. So you can Just see that my Tom Shattuck believe, is lying here. Don't
5: believe this woman, mm-hmm. this Wiccan uh, who I live I'm with. I'm not
6: a Wiccan. Jeez, no. That is slanderous.
5: That is indeed. I am sorry about that. Ooh. Ooh, What? Now, my friend uh, just sent me a picture of a bottle of vodka, a White Claw, and a glass of ice, and said, F it, it's Thursday after all. Of course, it's not technically, but, you know, I guess that's the joke, right? So, what we want to talk to you about is this. We, We had a discussion about the Indian Santorum saying his thing yesterday.
3: We birthed a nation. From nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but but candidly, that, that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture.
5: Right. So we talked about what we would like to speak to a Native American about this, and so we spoke to Dawn Duncan, and she is with the Mass Center for Native American Awareness. It. it does, I, I can tell you it was a surprising conversation, and we'll get to that in a few, but we've got a whole bunch of stuff to get to first um okay where shall we start where shall we start well for some reason today tucker carlson is um trending again because the media is dedicated to hating tucker carlson and they've unearthed the john stewart interview with tucker carlson now john stewart is the former comedy central daily show um host he is a talentless uh know nothing he always has been he has no. He is not good at anything. He had some good writers, but really the show was never that good. He's a talentless hack. I did write about it. I tweeted about my writing about it. Mm-hmm. He would play this game where, where he'd act really serious and then jump right into comedy. And then if you called him on an issue, he'd say lighten up. And then you'd say, well, okay. I mean, you know, yes, we'll be light up. And he'll say, this is serious. You're making him up. He was Which, always. Hack- by
6: the way, is the argument that Tucker Carlson and Fox News have now used in court? About the Tucker Carlson show, when they've been taking a court about it, is that it's an entertainment show. So, I mean, you tweeted this earlier today from, I think it was from Jerry Dunleavy on Twitter, saying that essentially it, this whole like clown nose on, clown nose off thing that Jon Stewart did, mm-hmm. where it's just an entertainment show. It's just funny. Uh, that is a big part of the news environment you see today for everybody, including Tucker Carlson. I mean, Tucker Carlson was it, the, on Crossfire a serious news. Pundit. yes and now i mean and you've said this and i mean it as a compliment to tucker but the tucker carlson show is a uh comedic enterprise
5: yes absolutely and it's based in in uh you know ar- ar- arguable facts and mm-hmm. it's based as in the daily
6: show was well right oh it's... exactly
5: exactly so, so this, here is the...
6: this form of news entertainment mm-hmm. is something that john stewart is in a sense responsible for creating but he
5: absolutely anytime you john stewart destroyed a generation of young people mm-hmm with his dumb, empty-headed propagandas, propaganda. And the media fawned all over him. Look, we're minting new young progressives. Yay! And um, it was always a lie. Always, be, The guy was always thin gruel and never uh, convincing. Not a good thinker. Never was. And But he, one of the famous things was the famous Crossfire thing where he went on Crossfire. It was full of John Stewart's audience. Mm-hmm. And he went on to slap around Tucker Carlson and Paul Begala to put them in their place. Now, watch watch the substance of the argument here.
6: Mm-hmm. And the reason we're, we're talking about this is we're not trending. obsessed with Jon Stewart, but because everybody on the left is so obsessed with Tucker Carlson, they just can't let it go. And because they're all so incompetent and unfunny that they can't uh, think of any good hits on Tucker, they've now dredged up the Jon Stewart hit on Tucker from whatever this was, 2005.
5: Yeah, and so, and so he and Pagala... Mm-hmm. And Tucker Carlson had John Stuart on ostensibly to do some light comedy, right but Stuart decided to use it to put on a suddenly dress as a militant paramilitary uh you know assaulter and then slip back into his clown suit when it when it mm-hmm. s- suited him I think you're a good
1: comedian. I think your lectures are boring. let me ask you, let me yeah. ask you a question on the news now this right. is theater i mean' it's, it's it obvious. Is, no, no, it how, is, how old are you thirty five
5: and you wear a bow tie. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> so, I do. So... Awesome. That's great. You're teaching millennials that it, you can just dunk on somebody, and that's that's all you have to do. That's debate. And mm-hmm. you wear a bow tie. Yeah, the audience screams. Yeah, the audience screams. Raw, you know, idiot frat bros, if that's who. I don't know. I was not a watcher of the show. I only saw clips of the show. I, I remember Tucker before this show. I mean, I remember John Stewart before the show, and he sucked. He had a show before this on MTV, and he sucked. This is. No, no, I
1: know, I know. So you're is is right. Know, let me just go now. Come on, and come listen. On. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you're that, not. You're not a smart guy because those are not easy to tie. But the thing difficult. is that this you're doing theater when you should be doing debate.
5: Now he's got his. Serious thinker hat on, mm-hmm. which would be great.
1: What do do? No, it's, 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 it's not, not, honest. What do is not honest. honest. What you do it's is not honest. What you do is partisan hackery, and I'll, and I'll tell you, you why I, I know You have John Kerry it. on your show, and you sniff his throne, and you're accusing us of partisan hackery? Absolutely. You're a,
5: You've got to be kidding, me. You're on, on you CNN. Say, My,
1: the show that leads into me is puppets making crank phone calls.
5: <laughs> Here's John Stewart now hiding as mm-hmm. I'm just a comedy show. I'm just a comedy show with John Kerry. You know, I'm just. He's not. He's now saying, no, I'm just theater, too. I'm just theater. Hiding behind that.
1: What is wrong with
5: you? Well, I'm just saying there's no reason for you, when you have this marvelous opportunity not to be the guy's butt boy, to go ahead and be his butt boy. Yes, that no. is
1: embarrassing. I was absolutely his butt boy. I was so far. You would not believe what he ate two weeks ago.
5: No, John Stewart, debate him on the merits. Mm-hmm. Debate whether or not you were flacking for uh, for John Kerry, using your show, your theater comedy show, to prop up a candidate. Because if you were doing that, then you're not a theater show, then you were an apparatchik. So if you were, then debate it. Rather than throw these uh, fifth-rate comedy jabs at Tucker Carlson, say something. Stand up, you damn twerp, and say something. You know, the interesting thing that I have is (laughs) you
1: have a responsibility to the public discourse. And you, you fail job miserably,
5: story, I think.
1: You need to go to one. The, the thing that I want to say is, when Ooh, man.
5: It's interesting how funny John Stewart is when his writers aren't around. You have people on for just knee-jerk, reactionary talk. Wait, I thought you were going to be funny. Uh, rather than what John Stewart does is, uh, you know, reactionary uh, dunking during the Daily Show, showing how stupid the Republicans are and how dumb Sarah Palin is and how old John McCain is. Dunk, 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 dunk. Reactions, reactions. You see, as he reinforces mm-hmm. into idiot 23-year-olds that uh, Sarah Palin is just some dumb broad who has no reason, no right to be in politics. She's so stupid, stupid with her stupid family. They're stupid. You get it, Generations? You get it? This guy is a freaking this guy is trash come
1: on no funny? no i'm not gonna be your monkey
5: um well you said you are a monkey you yeah. said that there were prank calling muppets before you that's what you are what what i watch your show every
1: day and it kills me i can tell you love it's it. it's so oh it's <laughs> so painful to watch um you know
5: this is exactly what howard stern did to him this is where he learned this mm-hmm. howard stern went in and bulldozed him on his own show
1: because we need what you do. This is such a great opportunity you have here to actually get politicians really off of their marketing anyway. and strategy. Yeah, It's someone who watches your show and cannot take it anymore. I just can't. What's it like to have dinner with you? It must I'm be excruciating. Do you like lecture people like this? Or do you come over to their house and sit and lecture them? And, you know They're not doing the right thing. that They're missing their opportunities, evading their responsibilities. If I think they are. Look, I would want to eat with you, man. That's horrible. I know, and you won't. But the thing we I want to get to. We did naked pictures of the Supreme Court. Yeah, we did. No. Let's get to those. Why which can't, in this book, why can't we just talk? Book. Please, I beg of you guys. I please. think you watch too much Crossfire. We're going to take it quick. No, 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 no. Look, no, no hold on. Please. We've, got, we've got commercials. Please. Next. Please
3: stop. Do in the rapid fire. Please stop. Please please
1: stop. stop. Now he's we pleading.
5: Hope. Now he's being the man I with the, man, the moral compass. You know, asking wow. uh, for just a reasonable, reasonable change in attitude to better the world. This guy is such a frigging nothing. I just saw him... A few days ago, uh, no, no, I saw I just saw his Twitter feed as well, saying uh, a bunch of years ago I called Tucker Stewart, uh, uh, Tucker um, Carlson, Carlson, a dick. Uh, I apologize to dicks everywhere. Wow, John Stewart, that was really never heard that uh, template joke before whatsoever. God, I hate that guy. Yeah. He's
6: I'm a- very serious, and it's very important that you guys take the news very seriously. Also, you wear a bow tie, burn like that's the whole thing is the
5: You you should have gone to uh journalism school, ha ha
6: Yeah. I mean But it is interesting because I think it's it's interesting that this is such a seminal moment for so many people in terms of how they view news and I think that like people my age anyway, when I was like in high school thought that this was very cool when it happened. Mm -hmm. And and they thought Jon Stewart was very cool, and most of them got most of their news information from The uh, Daily Show. Yes, that was the that was the newsiest thing they were exposed to at any time, and you know, and obviously it's they it's not the same as watching like C-SPAN, but it's much newsier than watching like The Man Show or something, right? right? Which no. is that's the thing is that that was like the smart dumb persons thing to watch. Right? Oh, totally! Like-
5: I remember a kid when I worked in hotels. I, mm-hmm. it, must, it must have been around twenty-six or twenty-seven years old, uh, and you know, I'd been—I'd been a fan at this point. I—I I was, you know, my nerdy conservative time. I had been reading William F. Buckley, and I gotten just gotten into Ann Coulter because of impeachment. I was all excited, and um, and Krauthammer and Howie mm-hmm. Carr, and all these, all these uh, people, and I'd been watching, you know, uh, old firing lines and this and that, and whatever. And I wasn't an oracle of knowledge. But I was playing in the arena. Maybe the shallow end, fine. But you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was. And I remember the guy from the security guard saying, "Hey, Tom, you know what you need to do? You seem to be really into politics. You need to start watching the John Stewart, the Daily Show with John Stewart." And I was like, f- "Go f yourself! Why the <laughs> frig would I take the step from William F. Buckley to some freaking clown washout from MTV? God, go! You need to go watch it." Really? That's what you're doing with your life? That's mm-hmm. where you're gaining your knowledge? Your 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 political compass from that? But that, that idiot?
6: being said, I mean, I think the existence of Stewart and that form of like news comedy blend has given rise to like Stephen Crowder and and even to a degree to things like Ben Shapiro. I mean, I know Ben Shapiro is not comedy, but sort of this This stuff that we know isn't like hard news reporting like CNN, but is commentary and is interesting. Even the burn barrel, I would put in that space probably where we talk about the news, but we're, you know, we're not reporters per se. We're not, and and I think that, that a lot of people you know, prefer to listen to news personalities and people talking about stuff, people that they feel they know and have a relationship with. And I think that Jon Stewart was a big part of that sort of He was not a force news. for
5: positivity whatsoever. I don't know he that, sucked.
6: Well, okay, but I think that, that I think that, that space is a lot of those young mm. people that watch Jon Stewart's space. space. Um, I think that 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 form of entertainment sort of newsy entertainment for a lot of young people that you know are my age or even younger like zoomers is now being taken up by like youtube videos where there are a lot of conservatives in that sort of um now i'm afraid to say space in that medium of, of yes. news entertainment news you
5: can have your buddy john mm-hmm. stewart and uh, he's not my and buddy and i and don't Stephen, i never watched Stephen the Colbert. show is your other guy, mm-hmm. you can have him as well in I yeah. just I just want to take a moment to, to, to drink you in. He says to President <laughs> former President Obama. And uh, the the woman who called Ivanka Trump a feckless, whatever.
6: Right. But and, I mean I guess my uh, and, point oh, is, John
5: Oliver, you can have mm-hmm. him too. I think I they're all freaking idiots I don't idiots watch and them, morons. but
6: I think I I, I don't mind. Uh, news that has an opinion. I don't mind activist news. I almost think it's good. Like I'd rather well, that's, have.
5: I, I don't mind that either. But just stand up and declare what you are and right, be that one true. thing and don't bob and weave when somebody's engaging with you on your ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who I like better than who? John Stewart? Uh, Kalunda Jenkins. J- Jenkins. I don't know. She has eighteen is. names. This is one of them. She is the woman. Who yelled at the cop yesterday? She is being oh. outed now in the dark corners of social media.
0: I was calling at
5: 38. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning.
0: Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you're me?
5: You're correct. I pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes,
0: I started to record because you can't you're a be murderer.
5: A, you can't be on your cell I, phone I while on you're on driving. I was on my phone. I was
0: recording you because you scared you can't, me.
5: You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. you. May I have your driver's license?
0: I It's it's at my apartment. apartment?
5: What's your apartment?
0: It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his.
5: Do you charity. have a, Do you have your driver's license? I
0: it, I mistakenly left it at home.
5: Do you have a picture of your driver's license?
0: Yes, I do.
5: May I have it? He should have and pulled it right in. Can you call
0: your supervisor, please?
5: Because I, I already did. He's on his. He way. already what? did, Colinda. He had a okay. feeling that you'd be calling him a murderer. <laughs> uh, and you'll. She is a professor mm-hmm. at a college. We are not surprised. That Los Angeles Southwest College. She is a professor. Elsewhere, this person.
0: And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket. Is that why you're harassing me?
5: Not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the laws. I things.
0: have a right to and record the police when they're harassing
3: me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving.
0: I was. I can. I wasn't. Didn't texting or none of that.
3: Do you have? And you had that you
0: picture. you scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me.
5: Okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way.
0: Well, you're. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer.
5: Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, sir? Sure. Again? Thank you.
0: And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. So oh, there.
3: Congratulations.
5: She's a teacher. You're a murderer.
3: What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, Did here you stop, go, Stop shaking. Zoom in on that for no, me. No, because right?
0: you're scaring me. You're threatening to kill me and my son.
5: This person, who's not <laughs> threatening to kill her or son, she, this woman, this professor, makes 100 and then thousand dollars a year. $100,000 this idiot is paid.
6: That's far less children. than John
5: Stewart was paid to teach children, <laughs> but she gets paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Is this your car?
0: Yes, it And is. Um, you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous.
5: Yeah, is that what I that's don't think about?
0: so. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous.
5: You know it, he. This guy could have just tased her, and like nobody watching <laughs> social media would have any problem with it.
3: You All you need to do is give your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Here you go, ma'am. Sign inside the red For
0: him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? Gas. On
5: the citation, ma'am.
0: Here you go, yep. Mexican racist. You're always gonna be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? <laughs> You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be.
5: There you, you go, be dear. Thank Have a good ma'am.
0: day. You want to be white so
5: There is your progressive coastal academia. Congratulations, parents, paying for that idiocy. You know what?
6: Maybe we should just get rid of the police in some of these communities. You want to be... I'd be fine
5: Yes. You want to be... You're Mexican, but you'll always be white. But you know what? Today, Alice, as you would say, today we're all Mexican. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I know.
6: I know. Do you remember the great Taco Bowl, the Trump Tower Taco Bowl scandal of 2016? For a lot
5: of people, that... Sealed the deal. They were going <laughs> to vote for the guy. That was fantastic. <laughs> Joe Biden also, no stranger to Mexican food. Me, what did you
1: get? Tacos and some enchiladas.
3: And President, do you have any comments on the efforts to oust
6: Luke Cheney from the House of Republicans?
5: Is a I don't understand the Republicans. I don't understand the Republicans, he says. As he, because it's Cinco de Mayo, goes and gets Mexican food.
6: Yeah. Okay, but Trump was a racist for ordering a taco Correct. bowl on Cinco Correct. de Mayo, and actually, um, I have an important article here about how we are supposed to celebrate and not celebrate Cinco de Mayo.
5: Before that, but actually, before we get there, I just mm-hmm. want to let you know that he said uh, the the, the follow up question, and the reporter was was dra- was leading him in, of course, when he was uh, drawing him in. Mm-hmm. That's why he asked about the food. And then he followed up quickly while Biden was still talking with uh, the stuff about. Uh, Liz Cheney but Pelosi had something to say about another Cheney
4: I do commend Lynn Cheney for her courage for her patriotism and uh, I wish her well uh, now Lynn happy.
5: Cheney is Dick Cheney's wife but Pelosi doesn't seem to recall uh, that it's Lynn Cheney who's in the Congress fighting with Republicans for her political life
6: go ahead else um. So WBUR has re-upped their article from 2019 and reposted it again, uh, telling us to please don't wear a sombrero. What Cinco de Mayo <laughs> really means, from a Mexican. A couple of years ago, Danique Montique, a black student walking at the University of New Hampshire, noticed several white students wearing sombreros and ponchos. It was May 5th. She recorded the students and told them she felt their flippant use of Mexican garb amounted to cultural appropriation. Yes. Uh, The students' Montique confronter became defensive and a shouting match ensued. She uploaded the altercation on social media. Thank
5: God she did that.
6: Uh, White supremacy grabs and grabs lands, peoples, continents, culture for both power and hollow amusement. What about the innocuous celebration of cultures outside your own? Can't well-meaning white folks just have a bowl of guacamole and some beer on Cinco de Mayo without being accused of appropriating? Well, of course, they say. Oh, thank you very much for allowing us to eat guacamole. One bowl.
5: you can't just have you can't do uh, wear a sombrero which is what a mariachi actually wears it's an actual thing because the mm-hmm. mariachi community will be hurt um, okay uh, uh, over and above that we have uh, Samantha Guthrie talked to Dr. Fauci today before we get to the interview with Don Duncan Samantha Guthrie uh, do you have other items that you want to air before we get to Samantha uh, Savannah Guthrie talking to Fauci?
6: um no that's okay we can do that
5: uh, okay so we'll do Fauci and then if there's something during this that you want to get to we'll do that afterwards and then we're going to get okay. to Don Duncan we're going to talk to her okay
6: do you ever shall Walensky on too or are we just doing Fauci today
5: I just have uh, Fauci today so this is Savannah Guthrie talking okay. to, to Dr. Fauci watch how she just shimmies him along like a uh, an ice hockey puck with her hockey stick he starts in one place At the end of the interview, he's in a totally different place. Let me
2: stay on the subject of kids because uh, summer camps are coming up and a lot of parents are looking forward to sending those kids out and hoping they have a great summer since they weren't able to last summer. The CDC guidelines right now for kids in summer camps say masks must be worn at all times, even outdoors, by everyone, including vaccinated adults and children as young as two years old, and campers should stay three feet apart, even outdoors. My question to you is, given what research shows about uh, transmission outside, about the low risk of serious illness in children. Are these CDC guidelines excessive?
3: You know, I wouldn't call them excessive, uh, Savannah, but I, they certainly are conservative. Remember that.
5: I wouldn't call them excessive.
3: <laughs> and, and I think what you're going to start to see is really in real time, continually reevaluating that for its practicality. Because you're right. People look at that and they say, Well, is that being a little bit too far right now? Yeah, because aren't we supposed
2: to be I mean, we've been told people have been preaching for a year, follow the science. The science doesn't suggest those CDC guidelines are too sensible for little kids outside in 90 degree heat running around with masks.
3: (laughs) Yes, you've asked me that question a couple of times before.
2: (laughs) I'm asking for two kids named Vale and Charlie, age six and four.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, the, the, you're right. The CDC makes decisions based on science. They will continually reevaluate that. You're right. It looks a bit. You're right. It's excessive.
5: Uh, even though I just said I wouldn't call it excessive, strict,
3: a bit stringent.
5: a bit excessive. But that's
3: the reason why they keep looking at that and tra- trying to, you know, reevaluate on literally in real time whether or not that's the practical way to go.
5: I wouldn't call that excessive. It's certainly excessive. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, $417,000 per year. Uh, before we get to our interview and uh, any update, housekeeping from Alice, I just want to go to a TikToker who's got another problem uh, with us. Uh, her, She's called M.R.M. Emily, I assume, ArcGrave, I don't even know. But anyway, there's a new rule for you, you screwed up again. She doesn't uh, want you doing something that you thought was perfectly reasonable. But she's got a thousand billion, quadrillion, quintillion nerve endings on her little woke head, so we have to look out and uh, and walk on eggshells.
6: So I work in customer service, and all day long I hear, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, miss, excuse me, ma'am, I need to make one thing fiddly figgy clear. I am not a ma'am. I am not a sir. What I am
0: is several crows and ravens in a trench coat trying to sneak their way into a McDonald's. What
6: I am is a fat raccoon struggling to get out of a garbage can. What I am
5: is an a-hole.
6: Is a possum making my way downtown to commit tax fraud. I am 80% rage and 20% Velveeta cheese. I'm a decaying Victorian mansion housing several ghosts and probably a vampire. So I don't want to... Hear miss ever again
5: ah! oh, unfortunately that was not her driving off a cliff at the end i think she just uh went to her retail job and continues uh for another day but uh, that is the extremely self-important uh zillennial generation to doing what they find useful and doing it passionately great
6: um we had another uh important advice column from Slate Karen Feeding, in which uh, one parent wonders how to help their son through a crisis of masculinity. Um, She writes, Dear Karen Feeding, my son is 14 and he's coping with identity issues that I could really use some advice about. Last night he was complaining about English class. All we talk about is stuff like, I don't know how women are so great and can defend themselves. Alarm bells, right? I probed a little and he started getting upset. He talked about the girls in his class being aggressive towards the boys, He accusing them of he wasn't sure what, mumbled a few things about sexism and the patriarchy, you know this whole kill all men thing, and with that he burst into tears. I'm white. I'm male, and I'm probably straight. He sobbed. At 14, he maintains the jury is still out on the last one. Great. It's like, I can't say anything. And the girls, they can say anything they like. Of course, we talked about those girls being out of line, but also how real sexism is. That he can be proud of who he is, and support feminism, and Black Lives Matter, and LGBTQ rights, etc. at the same time. And ignore purposely provocative stuff like kill all men. Still, I'm concerned. My feeling is he's pretty well inoculated against racist and homophobic propaganda but clearly he's struggling with his masculinity. I really worry that he might stumble across a few clever Jordan Peterson videos ah! and end up falling <laughs> down some nasty <laughs> some nasty male power incel rabbit hole. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> do you have any advice as on how to deal uh, with this? In particular, do you know of any good age-appropriate books or podcasts or shows that uh, deal with these topics in a sensitive way, in a way that's in sync with feminist values?
5: Yeah, have them start reading Teen Vogue. and um, Yeah. So uh, I have advice for them, but none of it is anything you <laughs> probably say. I've already wished death upon about eight people so far. Uh, I'm most a-
6: impressed that... This mom has somehow convinced her son that he may not be straight. He's not sure.
5: Yeah, it's not but something a teenage boy knows.
6: He's going to have to come out to his mom eventually that he's straight. The fact that he's he better hinting, not. the fact that he's hinting by saying he's probably yeah. straight it tells you right there that he knows he's going to have to become uncloseted soon to his mom who's going to be yeah. disappointed.
5: Yes, well this is you know this t- Zelennial adjacent vicarious mother is not going to be satisfied even if he says he's gay. She's going to have to be some special advanced form of trans, ex, QIA, whatever it is. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know there's more letters.
6: In uh, other news about zillennials, another TikToker uh, posed a very hypothetical question this week in which she wondered what it would be like if Tim Burton... Uh, decided to direct any superhero movies like Batman or something like that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So uh, that was an impressive um, lack of Googling happening with that But Speaking of that,
5: Tim Burton uh, obviously directed Edward Scissorhands, played by Johnny Depp, who mm -hmm. played Boston... Who played Boston... What's the guy's name? Who played the guy in uh, Blow, the guy from Boston, Boston... Joe or something, maybe Boston Joe, Okay. Uh, in a great role, the best role of Depp's life. And that guy, Boston Joe, the drug dealer, has died today oh. at around 78, uh, 78 uh, people. So shall we get to our interview now,
6: Alice? We can get to the interview.
5: Okay, this is uh, uh, Don Duncan. Okay, yesterday, as we talked about what Rick Santorum said, and then the larger issue of Native American contributions, uh, it was a new conversation for us, and and you people listening right now know that, so Alice and I tried to work through it, uh, but it was a new conversation. Mm -hmm. What groups have contributed to the country? And apart from what Santorum said and the explosive nature and all the fallout, etc., we wanted to to speak somebody who could speak on behalf of native americans and because this is to me this is all new i can get the i can you know, can look at the historic timeline timeline of this that etc so i want to go through this uh with our guest today who is dawn duncan and she is a board member from the mass center for native american awareness dawn thanks so much
4: for joining us my pleasure thank you for having me
5: So, Don, so this is really a learning um, opportunity for us. So first I want to play a long cut of uh, what Santorum said, and I'll let you take a whack at that after I do that.
3: If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith they came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country and so they came here mostly from europe and they set up a country that was based on judeo-christian principles if you think of other countries like italy and greece and china and turkey and places like that they've all sort of changed over time i mean they've been they've been there for cent for millennia in many cases and their culture has sort of evolved over time but not us we came here and created a blank slate we we birthed a nation from nothing i mean there's nothing here i mean yes we have native americans but but candidly that that there isn't much native american culture in american culture
5: so once again let me just play a in bridge short uh, to the point part that's that's where we are interested in we
3: birthed a nation from nothing i mean there's nothing here i mean yes we have native americans but but candidly that that there isn't much native american culture in american culture
5: Okay, Don Duncan. I assume, as a board member of Mass Center for Native American Awareness, and as somebody who is Native American herself, that you ain't okay with that.
4: I would agree with you. I am definitely not okay with that.
5: <laughs> so, him saying that before we came here, there's there was nothing here. Obviously, that is, and he did apologize and try to walk it back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Obviously there was something here including human beings Native Americans um, but what, what I'm interested in is the second part of that when he said and I'll play it again we
3: birthed a nation from nothing I mean there's nothing here I mean yes we have Native Americans but in, but candidly that, that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture
5: so speak to that just educate us where is is there Native American culture in current American cult- culture
4: there is a ton of Native American culture in current culture, and I, but I would first even step back and say that his statement about saying that we birth that, that the nation was birthed from nothing is utterly false, and that also shows a severe lack of awareness, education, and things historically. But the reality is, the Six Nations is the oldest living participatory democracy on earth, um, and the united states was largely birthed from this democracy uh concept which didn't come out of nowhere it literally came from the native americans and there are if you do even a little research but but
5: but but to say that would be denying um that the enlightenment was a a major leading influence if not the the lighting influence
6: uh not sure what you mean by the enlightenment like John Locke and um, English common law and sort of these ideas that, that come from the European Renaissance and Europe and, you know, European, like post medieval values, sort of that, that informed a lot of the founders ideas about individual rights and, and freedoms and government coming from the consent of the governed governed. And, and those, these types of ideas that we typically think of as being sort of the founding principles of the country. Um, But It sounds like what you're saying is that there's more continuity there with Native American systems of government that existed prior to colonists ever coming here than we normally think of.
4: Yes, I would agree with that. And I do agree with what you're saying as well, that there's definitely some things that came Mm -hmm. from, um, of course, European culture, but so much of it was based on i guess the way i look at it too is the idea of democracy and i like stories i heard growing mm-hmm. up of people coming from say england and other countries where they were trying to kind of escape mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. lack of having you know their own say if you come somewhere new you don't necessarily have a frame of reference for that so if you come to another place and you find that there are people already living here who actually have that frame of reference in the form of the democracy it's something that you can and, uh, more easily buy into so i i look at this more of yes a combination of um of people coming here and and learning from those who are already living here so
5: so you know one of the things that that uh, that i think is is provably true certainly is that You know, if if it wasn't if the charter of this country, let's say the creation and and the establishment of the actual United States for the Continental Congress, sure, if that wasn't borrowed directly or influenced heavily by Native Americans, certainly the very survival of those people in Philadelphia was uh, dependent upon Native Americans, especially in the beginning. So, in, in is that a point that could be made to say that? that that native americans did have a an absolute hand in the creation of the country before they were of this country before they were considered citizens of the country
4: yes i would i would definitely agree with that i would agree with that and, and a lot of historical information will show that yes native americans often helped the settlers who many times didn't have the skills or knowledge of the land or the ability to probably survive without the help of a lot of Native Americans. So yes. So so I want to make
5: sure, Alice, d- does that make sense to you, or am I because Don's so likable, am I am I gonna am I saying more tougher things when she's not in front of us than <laughs> I am now?
6: <laughs> I mean, I guess um so kind of what we had talked about yesterday when we were initially talking about these comments too was kind of um talking about the fact that um you know there has been not a not a loss of native american culture but certainly um post columbian exchange in part because of of the diseases that that racked native american civilizations for many years after first contact but then also because of sometimes assimilation or sometimes you know pure just violence from Um, Between colonists and Native Americans That a lot of Native American Culture has um, Been lost to time in some ways And that's not unique to Native Americans I mean it happens in ancient Greek And Roman literature too some of this stuff Gets lost but I think that um, You know one of the things that comes up A lot in the mascot debates and stuff is People saying that, that Thinking of it that way makes Us believe that Native Americans aren't Still here and aren't still an existing Living people that exist and so so maybe that's you know part of what the Rick Santorum thing why that bothered people but I think that that's like a common thing that we think of is that you know the American country was founded in the 17th and 18th centuries and can you elaborate a little bit for us on how you see that that cultural continuity you know coming from what existed here all those civilizations that were here beforehand um how you see that coming through when you look at the beginning of the what we now think of as the American nation. Like, what aspects of Native American culture do you see continuing forward?
4: Sure. Well, I think it's and it's like you said, there's a lot of, there were a lot of complicated forces mm-hmm. that destroyed, like literally killed a lot of Native Americans. I'm a public health person, so my background is in public health, and I do know that over 99 percent of native americans died from communicable diseases like smallpox before before even columbus ever up you know made it to, he never made it to actually america that's a whole other story mm-hmm. but yeah. but where he ended up so those things are very real there was a huge there was a huge destruction literally of native american people that's very true but i think the way that what I think about when I think of how things have survived and thrived is a lot of a lot of a lot of cultural beliefs and things have survived through, you know, small numbers of members of tribes that have survived. There are a lot of things that that were created by native americans that are still very common in our society i actually do a presentation of i have like a workshop called native american contributions to society (laughs) and some of them are just like even like native american medicine was very advanced like native americans had intricate surgical procedures um anesthetics for like doing surgery and things like that. Some like mundane things like bunk beds and like chewing gum and oral contraception. There's all these things that were created by native Americans that have actually stayed as a through line through our society and are still here today. But a lot of people don't really know about them Mm -hmm. because we only think about it kind of in the frame of our, um, of how we look at the United States. But a lot of those things have been here and then, and also in native culture you know there's a there's a certain thing of nobody really owns the land or property just the way Mm. we view the world so there's ways that a colonizing society that comes in and kind of takes over can take over in other ways in ways because it's a different value system right so things just kind of get Shoved under the table or not acknowledged because it's a different worldview
5: as well, right? And that's the core issue, right? That was the core, mm-hmm. the core source of the fric- friction. Yes, was the, the the idea of property rights, etc. And 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 when locally treaties were made. You know, the white settler settler makes a treaty with one tribe, and then other white settler comes from Denmark, doesn't know the first white settler, and has it cares not for that treaty. And so there was it was no no coordination in the slow takeover of the country. But I, I thought it was interesting Don, that you said that um, that the smallpox had had um, had a, it really devastated the Native American population far before Columbus. So it, it, mm-hmm. do you contend that it wasn't from the West the smallpox?
4: Well, from the west, no, it was... Did,
5: did, were these from explorers who spread the smallpox po- here? I know that that's a big that's a big uh, hypothesis that it came from Europe.
4: Yes, I do believe. I mean, from everything that I've read, it did come from Europe. It's just mm-hmm. that it was so extensive that many more many more Native Americans were wiped out even before, like, because in our the way we tend to teach history and things, it's everybody. Learns about quote Columbus, hmm. so that's like this theme that's like embedded in all of our education. But there was a lot that happened way before that. But a lot of it was still European, yes. But it was just that I think the Im- the impact and the number of people of Native Americans that were decimated was like really, really, really huge. And yes. a lot of people
5: don't. Know no, that. I don't think a lot of people yeah. know that. And that a was, lot of people don't know so that yeah. was shocking, and that certainly plays okay. into the uh, you know some of the early. Um, stronger relationships that uh, in in Plymouth that the settlers had with Native Americans there was a right. symbiosis because they needed each other
6: mm-hmm Well, right, Mm -hmm. because where they settled, the reason why they've renamed that the Plymouth Patuxet, that thing, is because there was an abandoned village there, but it it was already, that particular village was already abandoned when the pilgrims came, is my understanding. Don probably knows how correct I am or not, but, and, and a lot of that was because diseases had already spread that far from Central America, and it just devastated huge populations of people by that time. Yeah.
5: Hey, so, Don, I want to ask you, before we let you go, and thank you so much, um, I want to ask you a question that's off-topic, but it's just nice to talk to you, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, You know, I grew up in Winchester, Massachusetts. Our mascot was the Sachems. We now live up here in Pentucket, Massachusetts, where our mascot was the Sachems, but both town councils or whatever, school committees have voted those names gone. Somehow, well, two things. One... I love, the Sachems are great, and it's a strong chief, and it's, like, these are. Fierce warriors that were strong, and I think, like to me, that's like great way to like honor these incredibly fierce warriors and competition, and it's a positive thing. You know, we know that obviously, just like with with any ethnicity or whatever, you know, not all warriors. There are inventors and and thinkers and writers, etc. What's wrong with loving those those mascots? How is that not a a a positive tribute?
4: Um, I think. Yeah, it's, I, I understand where people are coming from when they say that. I think the issue is it's the issue of what they call cultural appropriation so that it's really not about whether you, and I don't mean you personally, mm. but whether the people who have created this kind of society and system says, well, we think this is cool and we're honoring you. But on the other hand, the people who've been oppressed – Don't really have a say in it. It's not coming from like a participatory thing. It's, it's more from the basis of the quote dominant culture. So I think that's a lot of it. It's that it's, and that is what you call cultural appropriation, where you're not actually engaging with the people of the culture before you just go use something that might be, and it might be sacred to them. It might be something where you might think it's a cool word and be like, well, I think this is a strong image and a chief and all. I'm like, okay. But we might think, well, yes, that's true, but that's sacred and you aren't part of our community. So you don't get to do that. Is that it's more, so it's a little, it's like multi-layered, I think, Right. but that's why people get offended by it is because it's this appropriation without really engaging with the community to really even ask their opinion if you can use their symbol so is the, is
5: most of the um is most of the offense taken due to the fact that they weren't asked or due to the fact that there's sachems uh, images
4: <laughs> I think it depends. I think it's a combination. I think it's both. Some people would be more offended of not being asked. Some would be from the symbolism. Some would be from just like making like money and things from Mm. the use of these symbols some of them the caricatures are very like stereotypical you know so they're not like there's not a lot of nuance so i think and i don't know there's one absolute answer to that it depends there there are people i know who are in the native community and they're like we don't care like use whatever mascot you want they don't get offended by it and that's their you know
6: that's there. Right. They're right. Yeah, that would be my next question, because I know there's so much of a mix of different polling on this. You know, there, there will be one poll that says a lot of people are offended and one poll that says almost nobody's offended. And, you know, and sometimes it's these mascots have a complex history. I know the Wakefield just got rid of their Warriors mascot. And that particular mascot logo was designed by a Native American man who lived in Wakefield. And so, you know, but people were concerned about it that, you know, that that's not what other people were seeing when they were looking at it. So so sometimes it's a permission thing and sometimes it seems like it's that like you said, it's more layered or complex that that, you know, sometimes Native Americans are involved in choosing or designing these mascots and logos and people still are bothered by them.
4: And ultimately I think it's about awareness and Mass Center for Native American Awareness, we're we're very you know, we're very clear that we do not support native american mascots and we think that they should be eliminated but we you know i think we also every every step forward and toward increased awareness is a good thing so so (laughs) So we
5: appreciate you doing this yeah (laughs) and thank you um thank you for joining us i've got to say that i think probably that uh we are both on the polar opposite political side not on everything that probably the mass center for native american awareness is i mean a small you know what maybe maybe we aren't actually but but on the on the logo stuff etc and 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 it's funny because my uh you know the people who i'm opposed to on this are, are not the spokesman native american spokesman it's the uh suburban rich white people who decide to take up uh you know um to take up little hobbies while they're in vogue on facebook and then abandon them, and they could—I mean—they're not going to give any money to a reservation where there's an opioid addiction, and there's—you uh, know—they're struggling with alcoholism and unemployment. They're just happy to to take up, uh, you know, all the virtue that's happening in the logo debate. You know. Yes,
4: that's it, a fair criticism. I understand that.
5: <laughs> but I got to say that you've been great to talk to, and mm-hmm. um, and. And this, I, we thought that this interview could go a couple of ways. We thought that either we'd all we could all get along, or we just be a we wouldn't shout, but it could be just loggerheads. But your willingness to simply, in a, a friendly, cordial manner, have a nice discussion is fantastic, and I love Ooh. that that's happening in places. And thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so my thoughts on that interview. I was taken aback by how. Uh, how, how nice she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if, because of that, if we were too soft on her or if we just gave, conceded too many points. Well, I, but mean, she I was think reasonable. we asked her
6: on to hear what yes. she had to say about it because we know, Correct. and you guys know, all you listening out there, what we said about this yesterday, what our opinion on it is. And I mean, like, could we have pushed back more? Like, I don't know that I necessarily believe that there's as much continuity between Native American civilizations and the United States that she does, and I'm not sure that saying that, you know, we have taken some medical knowledge like aspirin from Willow Bark from Native Americans, that that, like, proves that the Constitution was based on Native American systems of government oh, or something. Oh, now you're
5: a big, tough guy but, with the, uh... No, I
6: mean, but... Salvos. So, but... this is I'm what right I'm, there with you, I'm right like, there with It's like, we invited her on here, mm-hmm. her thoughts on it and how she feels about it, so... You know, it, and not to be totally antagonistic. Mm-hmm. So do I disagree with a few of the things she said? Like, yeah, but am I going to convince her by telling her that? I mean...
5: I, I commend her for coming on. I thought right. that she was great and pleasant to talk to and interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I liked her. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's... It, I like can,
6: hearing what other people think. and yes. Sometimes you can't she, um, right. find out what other people think right. if you yell at them. But if it, you so.
5: have a critique of... Uh, well, feel mm-hmm. free to give it to us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. I thought it was cool, and I thought she was great to talk to. Uh, with that, Alice, I think we're about at that time. Well, you did you
6: a- want to talk about, is her name Michaela Miller? What's the Oh, yeah, name? well,
5: okay. So, yeah, Michaela Miller is a young lady in Hopking, Hopkington, Hopkington who was killed. She was 16 years uh- old.
4: She, well, she she
5: may okay. have
6: killed she,
5: herself. So she, so this is why I, I actually kind of backed off against. This. I watched the entire Greater Boston interview. She was 16 years old, Kayla mm-hmm. Miller. She was um, a young black girl. She was also trans somehow. I don't no, know. No, she what, was not
6: trans. She's uh,
5: LGBTQ. Yeah.
6: So okay. she was dating a girl, and she broke up with the girl. Okay. And that's the group of kids that she had the fight with. Was that girl?
5: Okay, in a common area of their apartment complex. Right. So they had this fight. The cops came. The kids all left. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the story by, from the cops is that – or the contention it looks like a little while later she was found either hanging from a tree or uh, tied to a tree, depending on what news account you hear. Right. Now, some people think that she was tied to a tree from her neck where that's how she asphy- asphyxiated herself. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. It's a terrible the story. The medical
6: examiner report isn't out yet. So there's no right. current manner or cause of death right. that and, anyone has. And,
5: and so, so, so on one of the TV shows in Boston here, a local mm-hmm. activist, now it's become a thing. It's a Black Lives Matter thing, essentially. A local activist named Monica Cannon Grant, who's a racist herself, um, a, a, a black supremacy believer who said some gross and disgusting things. She's got this thing going with Ibram Kendi and whatever. They're all going. Mm-hmm. They're having a a protest. She thinks it's murder. She thinks she was murdered or lynched. And, and, I've seen right. the word
6: lynched thrown around. And, a lot and that's too.
5: and, and the, the, mm-hmm. so far there's no reason to believe that Monica Monica Can Grants is a, a disgusting person for the stuff she says in her mm-hmm. belief system anyway. And obviously an opportunist, and everybody's afraid of her. So they, the city's given her her own whatever. So now they're having a a uh they're having a, a peace sit-in whatever it is t- uh, tomorrow over this thing where this girl very possibly st- uh, hung herself which is terrible and and um, it's awful for of the family she seems to be the pretty young person with the whole world in front of her maybe she had some mental health issues I mean obviously I guess she hung herself then she did but so we don't know what happened right so, so the problem is is it's hard to be con- being considered a race crime in the the left and BLM and Monarchy Cannon Grant and all those psychos are now saying, oh, you know, this is absolutely murder. She was murdered, murdered, lynched, murdered, murdered. And so uh, I think they're way the hell out of bounds saying that and this is a terrible thing to say at this time right Mm now.
6: And not only that. Let, let, Let me just finish. Okay.
5: That said, I think the DA is moving freaking slowly and I am not, I didn't, was not, given uh i was not satisfied by what i saw the da marion riley say about this today Mm -hmm. she didn't seem to know why the medical examiner was taking so long she wouldn't tell us if this person seemed to have uh, hung themselves or not there didn't seem to be much information the outreach to the family seemed to be fairly slow and if uh, you've got a family here that's looking for answers And I'm not surprised that our DA is falling down on the job because these are Massachusetts uh, bureaucrats, and they do. So I I don't – it's like one of the reasons I didn't grab any audio from this is because I don't really have a position on it yet. I I don't like what I'm seeing from either side.
6: I I agree with that. I think it's – frustrating when everybody jumps in with the narrative before the facts are even established and you see this with the mass shooting stuff too that everybody decides to pick their side and what they think a story means before anybody knows what actually happened I do think um, that an aspect of the story that is getting under reported and under discussed is um, potentially the fact that this is related to intimate partner violence and domestic violence um, between her and this other young woman that she was dating, where we know that um, that same sex couples experience domestic violence and rates at least as high. And a lot of studies suggest possibly even more high than in heterosexual couples. And there's a lot of explanations for that, like, you know, internalized misogyny or whatever. Yeah, but, but wasn't it five on one? Yeah. But one, one of the five was her former partner that, they had just broken up
5: well what about the other four then including two men well i think the men were hispanic the girls were
6: okay but i don't know know, were they her relatives or something i don't know so i don't know that aspect of the story but i do know that one of the people that was involved in this altercation was an intimate partner that she had that they had just broken up and we know that that is the most likely time when people experience domestic violence and intimate partner violence is when they try and break off a relationship. That's the highest time. And I think that we need to be, and I think that sometimes domestic violence is perceived as being a heterosexual thing, like a men versus women Mm -hmm. thing. And so we don't realize that, you know, young people are at risk of this, even if they're in, you know, non-heterosexual relationships and and that that is something that we like need to talk to kids about and need to be aware of and if this was a part of this or it's possible that you know that she did kill herself or was driven pushed into suicide by this I don't know I don't know but I, I mean I think that that's an aspect of the story that also needs to be investigated and looked at because I think that that based on what we know about you know when and how murders happen. I think it's more likely that this is related to domestic violence than that it's a race crime. Hmm. You know, and because because we know that intimate partners. A, a well, kill, I mean, kill. I mean yeah. that's like if, if anybody who watches any crime show You know it's always the husband or the boyfriend right. And like, and same sex couples experience the same problems the, When people are in intimate relationships And emotions are running very high That's when you do experience domestic violence And a lot of murders and crimes of passion And things take place at these times When people are um, You know Running very high tension About some of these issues So, so I think that that's something that Um that we may find out more about as we go along here. And then I don't think that that should be discounted in favor of making it a race narrative right off the bat, which I don't think we have enough evidence right now to say that it is a race crime, if it even is a crime by somebody else. I mean, uh, uh, clearly when she was assaulted in her apartment building that's, that clearly constitutes a crime but mm-hmm. but I don't think we know that her death uh, was a crime by somebody or not at this point in time
5: correct so we'll see and tomorrow or today for you mm-hmm. it's, there's the rally and then hopefully more information comes forward before we've got a full conflagration here which is uh, the, the way things have been going
6: much for listening as always everybody um, it's been great this is the Burn Barrel Podcast at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter or Podcast.com. we're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast or on Gab and Parlour at Burn Barrel Podcast uh, we also have a YouTube channel Tom Shaddock's Burn Barrel on there or you can shoot us an email Podcast at gmail.com follow us write us a review leave some comments let us know you're out there listening it's always great to Say hear from nothing. you